Coming to you live from the CBS Community Cable. Beautiful Friday morning. Noisy Friday morning, but a beautiful one nevertheless. And uh, we are continuing with Derech Hashem. We are halfway through the final paragraph of the first parak of the third section. So we're in Chayla Gimel, Perak Aleph, Simon Vav, and we're halfway through Vav. And Vav wraps up the introductory parak, parak, the introductory chapter to the third section, which is on the topic of prophecy with, uh, with the, with the uh, a whopper of an exploration over here, and he gets into dreamland. Ramchal has taken us into dreamland, and he's given us, he's in the middle of giving us an explanation of dreams, what they are, how they work, and how to relate to dreams. And what did we see so far yesterday in the first half of this longish paragraph? We saw that Ramchal's building off of as he always does, all the ideas that he already presented so far in the, in the beginning of the Perek, and he's taking them to their logical conclusion, all the ideas that he that he's strung together. And that is, again, that we are composed of a lower guf, a lower neshama, and an upper neshama. Our upper neshama goes all the way up. It's surrounded by existences and spiritual entities and beings that can provide it with insights, but the upper neshama normally is impeded from getting any of those insights, receiving any of that information due to the fact that it's cemented to the lower guf, and that we gave analogies like the hot air balloon, which is thrusting and re- rearing and rearing to go, but it's way down by ballast. We talked about the, the, the race car engine in the, in the, that's, been, that's been installed in the, you know, the uh, wreck of the derelict car. We talked about someone going into a top-secret, high-level classified meeting with earplugs in. These are all good analogies of understanding the relationship between the guf and the neshama and the detriment that the guf does to the neshama by the fact that the neshama is necessarily connected to the guf. Good. It's preventative. It doesn't allow it to receive all that information. Being, though, it's the connection to the guf which prevents it from receiving information. It is way down by its lowest denominator, its lowest component. When that connection gets released somewhat, gets weakened, that allows the neshama to once again perceive and receive information from its surroundings, and that brings us to sleep. Sleep and slumber is an activity where the links are weakened and loosened, and the neshama is able to rise up a little bit above its moorings and its tetherings that normally keep it anchored down here. The way the Ramchal explained it in his Kabbalistic uh, terminology over here is, again, the upper neshama has five main links, and the upper four of those are released from the, the bottommost link, which is still connected to the goof, which is what keeps us alive, which is um, why we're able to wake up in the morning, you know, Baruch Hashem, and say, um, But those upper four are released from their moorings and their tetherings, and they're able to go uh, even more up. And that's, as we explained, is uh, what Chazami, when they say sleep is 1 60th of death, that effect of four-fifths of the neshama going up is one-sixtieth of death. So you see, it's interesting, four-fifths of the neshama is like 59-sixtieths of my total being. You know, the, the links of the neshama are not proportionate to one another. Four out of those five links, we would think that's 80% of death, but the Chazal say it's 59-sixtieths of death. Um, okay, but in any case, the fact that they are released from that um, tight bond with the lower with the nefesh of the upper soul and the mela with, 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 with the lower soul and with the blood and with the guf allows them now to um, interact with their surroundings that the earplugs have been loosened somewhat the, the, some of the ballast has been untied that hot air balloon is soaring up once again 
And this is what allows the neshama during sleep time to gather information. The neshama can gather information because now we can hear what's going on around it. Now we can interact with what's going on around it. You can't hear, you can't talk to anyone, you can't communicate. If you don't have a, no, there's no sign language up in Shemaim. There's only one, one form of communication. And if you, I can't hear you, I can't communicate with you. So normally during our waking hours, there's no interaction going on. During our sleeping hours, there is interaction that Neshama is able to gather information from spiritual beings that it encounters up there. And those may come in the form of many different types of spiritual beings. We saw three. The Ramchal identified three, maybe four. There's the Kaychus, there's the Malachim, and Malachim come in two different categories. There's good Malachim and bad Malachim, the Malachim of, of, that are there to... Um, keep the world running smoothly, the malachim that are there to create havoc and chaos, and then there's the shadim, the demons, that are also flitting around and floating around, the spiritual entities, uh, well, pseudo-spiritual. Remember, shadim are pseudo-spiritual. They're not really spiritual, but they're pseudo-spiritual. They take on the guise of spiritual beings, and, and they also communicate with the neshama. The neshama can, ends up gathering information from there as well. Yesterday, Mr. Stanley Brill asked an excellent question. Does the neshama know the difference? And no, generally the neshama does not know the difference, it, unless it's a upper level refined neshama with experience, which we'll get into later in this section. No, that there's different that neshamas can have can receive training, can be experienced and, and seasoned to know the difference. But a, let's say a novice neshama is not going to know the difference. And the neshama gathers this information, and this information is sent back down to us. And yes, that is one form of a dream. That's what we call a dream: is when this information comes back down to us and fires away at our, you know, uh, visual cortex and is able to make, a, you know, visualizations and imaginations and uh, picturizations of, of this information. And that, that's, that's, that's a dream. That's essentially a dream. And that's why dreams can sometimes be foretelling events to come. Dreams can sometimes be revelation, revelations of, of things that are going on around us. Or dreams could be misleading and deceiving. And that we're going to continue with that this morning. We also saw, let's speak out once again, that not every dream is going to be necessarily relayed information from what the Nisham is encountering in the spirit world. Some dreams that the Ramchal told us could be coming from that bowl of chalant that you shouldn't have had right before you went to sleep. That, 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 you know, that, that's right. Food that, that uh, is messing around with your system and, and, and tying up your, you know, your whole digestive centers is sending steam and smokes at the Ramchal up to the brain. Right, messing around with your brain, all the humors and the vapors of that, that um, you know, ch- with the chili powder, with a, with a, with a, with with the ha- with the jalapeno peppers in there, is messing around with your system. That's messing around with your brain, messing around with your minds. So that could also create all this misfirings and firings up there in the in the brain's uh, visual centers. That could also be where a dream is coming from. Ramachal gave us another possibility. Dreams can be visualizations, impressions of of things that we experienced and encountered over the course of that day person sees something that day that could be stored somewhere and that that will also fire away at night when he's asleep um, something he thought about something he saw something he experienced that could also be where dreams are coming from so we have three different sources for dreams you know uh experiences during the day lingering lingering uh memories and visions or the chalant or it could also be coming from the spirit world and sometimes it could be a combination of all three and that's what we'll see as we ran down the paragraph this morning why it's therefore um, important to know all this when, when, it, when it comes to dealing with our dreams because, you know, the dreams are a whole mixed 
bag of, you know, it could be information coming from a lot of different sources, and we take dreams with a grain of salt, therefore. Let, 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 let's continue. That even when dreams are coming from the spirit world, which they certainly can be, the spirit world that our neshama can't is when it's not encumbered by our guf, they can be coming from different places in the spirit world, which also makes a difference in, in interpreting the dream and relaying the dream and really, um, you know, what, what to make of a dream. So let's continue inside where we left off. Um, let's go back to Vihine, just to back up a couple of sentences over here. Um, <laughs> when we're asleep, the upper four levels, the upper four links, the main links of our neshama are able to roam around the spiritual realms. They're able to interact with spiritual agents and gather information. Whether that's with the 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 whether there's angels or even the bad angels, destructive angels, angels or with demons, based on whatever factors are at work, as we said yesterday, it's it's not always predictable who the neshama is going to bump into. That has to do with numerous factors that are going on. And sometimes the what the nefesh, what the neshama, the upper neshama perceives up there will be relayed down, relayed, relayed down to the guf, to the, to the mind, rather to the lower neshama. And when it's relayed, this information that it gathers up there, down to our minds, our slumbering minds down here, that will create visualizations, that will create pictorial representations of what it perceives up there, and, and that gets the imagination center to fire away. It's possible that whatever information the Neshama is gathering up there, which is being sent down to us down here, may be accurate, may be inaccurate, may be, may be correct, may be incorrect, may be truth, or may be a big fat lie. It may be being fed deliberately misleading information up there. According to the agent that's feeding it that information. As we'll see, and as we mentioned yesterday, the Shadim love to be mischievous. They play tricks. They feed false information. They give false information. The information, in any case, that it gathers up there, whether true or false, whether misleading or leading, whether accurate or inaccurate, gets fed down here to the readout center. And even then, when it gets sent down here, sometimes it gets sent down with a tremendous amount of, of, of discord, a tremendous amount of, of confusion. It can, it, it can, it, the image can be sent down here all corrupted, you know, <laughs> with, with, with the, 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 the being processed the wrong way. What, even when our Hashem perceives information up there, even if it's accurate, it could be sent down here in an inaccurate form, with, with a lot of confusion, with a lot of, in a jumbled, haphazard way, with a lot of other things thrown in. What does it mean other things thrown in? Could be other things that is gathering up there. It could be a combination of MS and Shekhar. Got some information from the good angels, some from the bad angels, from the, from some, from some from the demons. And it comes down here, and the Vita gets disrupted by that bowl of chalent again. By that bowl of chalent. That, that bowl of chalent. Everyone knows when they shouldn't have had that bowl of chalent, right? Right before you went to sleep. It could be disrupted by that. From the. Again, it's the Ramchal speaks us out. The images that are being sent to us, again, from the steam, the smoke, the vapors, all kinds of. 
wacky things that are going on in my system when I'm asleep. Sometimes, though, when I go to sleep, you know, with a, a calmer digestive system, when I didn't get exposed to very uh, uh, powerful images during the day, sometimes there's less confusion and images are sent in with more accuracy. It is possible and it is conceivable that a person, when, 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 a, when his neshama gathers accurate information up there and it's sent down here in more or less a clear form without confusion, without chaos, it's possible that a person could have a dream which is going to foretell of the future. Or, it doesn't have to be foretell of the future, or it could even be foretelling of, of the present, revealing secrets to state secrets about the present. The future events, or just, um, again, information that's going on that he's unaware of. That this is conceivable. It could happen that a person will have a dream which is a precognitive dream, a dream which is a predictive dream, a dream which is giving him insights into the future when, when all the variables are in the correct position. Again, what that means is, what that means is, um, A, the Nisham has to be encountering reliable sources of information up above. B, it has to be relayed down here without interference, without all these other things that get in the way that produce strange aspects in dreams. And C, there is a third factor that has to be taken into account, a third aspect, um, which the Ramchal alluded to. Let's speak that out now. One final thing that complicates dreams in terms of the information from above coming down over here is that we have to realize that even when we have a dream, and even when that dream is, you know, coming from an accurate, real source above, of real information, and it's not being confused and confounded by the steam of, of the Chalmful, it's still not a direct projection of the information that the Nisham is getting up there. It's never that. It's never that. In other words, it's never the idea that my Nishama sees something up there, a glimpse of the future, a glimpse of events that are yet to come, with, let's say, even total accuracy, and my mind sees what the neshama is seeing, like through a periscope, right? Arthur spent time in the Navy, yeah? He knows people that spend time in the Navy. You know anyone that spent time in the Navy? We've read about people that spend time in the Navy. There you go. So they have periscopes, right? See, periscope, you see directly to what's going on above the water, right? It's never the vert, that's never the case with dreams. It's not what's happening with a dream. It's not the pshat that when my neshama has this clear glimpse of, of the future and it has accurate information, so when I'm asleep, ooh, I have to raise the periscope and my intellect down here is able to see what the neshama is seeing. It's never like that. What, what it is, is relaying, it's transmission, propagation. The neshama is still five links away from my mind. And it has to go th still through all those links. And that means it's getting processed and transferred, processed and transmitted, processed and transmitted, until it finally comes down in, to my mind in a form that my mind can kind of interpret in its own way. So it's, you know, processing, transmission, interpretation, processing, transmission, interpretation, and then finally it shows up down here. So even after all that, after we're able to have a, a, a dream in which 
a situation in which rather my upper neshama was re- able to gather real accurate information. And it's coming down. I don't have all kinds of strange things going on tonight in my body that are sending weird stuff to interfere. I don't have all of that. Even after all that is said and done, I'm still not seeing exactly what the neshama sees. I'm not even seeing slightly not exactly what the neshama sees. I'm seeing what the neshama sees after it's been transmitted and transmitted and transmitted and transmitted over many, 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 many steps. Um, so I, I'm getting a a a, a uh, translation of what the neshama is seeing, and that is why there's this art called the art of interpreting a dream that the Gemara talks about, and that's why dreams have to be interpreted even when they're accurate. The mind, perhaps, will grasp something in symbolic terms of what the neshama was really seeing in actual terms. Because the mind's never seeing what the Nisham is actually seeing. It has to be, again, relayed and transmitted and broadcast and translated and transmitted again and broadcast again and going through station upon station upon station and finally into a form that the mind down here can grasp. Um, that's why, again, um, dreams generally have to go through this interpretation process. The interpretation is trying to, try to reverse engineer that dream and figure out what was, what was the Nisham seeing up there that came down here in the form of you know this ravenous dog that was that was uh, was uh, chasing you around the basketball court, right? While you were uh, only wearing your bathrobe and uh, standing in a pool of goldfish, right? So so that's what the neshama down here, the seichel down here, was able to interpret based on the neshama seeing something up there, and that is called dream interpretation. Yes. So. But, so from what I'm understanding is the upper soul sends it down to the lower soul. The lower lower soul. Uh, interprets it and it kicks over to our imagination and we dream. Is that more yeah. of the process? Yeah. So here's my question. Wouldn't each uh, uh, nefesh interpret things differently? Would my nefesh interpret things differently from yours? And For then, sure. And then if I were to not understand my dream, like you're saying there, people say, you said that Gemara states that you have yeah. to interpret the dreams. Wouldn't a different person who I try to explain the dream to would interpret it completely different than what it was intended to be for my nefesh? If different nefeshes interpret it, are you getting? Yeah, I'm getting what you're saying. Um, I'm understanding what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, everyone's nefesh does interpret things differently. Um, It's true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> that's still the job of the interpreter to get to the, you know, that's why an interpreter has to be a lambda, has to be someone who is, you know, a Gemara cup, who can be able to seize upon, like, the, the theme within your personal interpretation. Uh, there are, the Gemara does mention certain universal symbols, but, but um, again, part of the job of the interpreter is to be able to grasp what lies at the core of how you, you know, your Neshama's interpretation of this. You know, what, what, what's that thematic of, what's that symbolic of, even within how you saw it. So that's, that's the job of the interpreter is to be able to, you know, kind of see between the lines of all the information. Okay. Why does the dream have to be interpreted? It's going to be true. Whatever he's seeing up there, doesn't matter how it's translated, it's going to happen. Or it's not going to happen, because it's false. Why does the translator make it happen or make it happen bad 
Uh, she asked a question based on something I didn't mention. You mentioned that we have to. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about interpreting a dream. Interpreting a dream, meaning yeah. like a dream. a dream needs to be, if you want to figure out what this dream was foretelling, you have to interpret it because it's being translated and, 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 and relayed through many, 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 many steps. So no, if I you mean, want to figure out what it, that's what I said. Now, you're asking a question based on something that I didn't say, which, which is the, what the Gemara Bracha says, the dream is influenced by the interpreter. You're asking a question based on that, but I didn't mention I that. Thought, I, I thought didn't that, mention that. that was the next I know that's what you thought, but, but I didn't say it. I still didn't say it, even if that's what you thought. Okay? So we'll, when, when that gets mentioned it. over here, then, then we'll address that. It <laughs> has not yet been mentioned. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Um... um yeah. So sometimes Hashem will decree that this person is going to get a glimpse of the future uh, based on any of these spiritual agents that are up there. And it will get sent down to the relayed and transferred and translated down to the lower soul. The upper, the lower part of the upper soul. And then to listen, here we see all this, after it gets sent down here, then the imagination has to kind of interpret it in its own terms, and that'll happen either in an unclear way, a vague way, or in a very clear way, based on what Hashem's divine decree is. So the Ramchal just said something fascinating. Ramchal said that once in a while, because I, I was waiting for this question, this question is a question that could have been asked on what I said, um, someone should have asked, so does that mean you're never going to have a dream about the event itself? I just said it has to be translated and transferred, interpreted, right? It goes through relay station after station after station. So someone should have asked, so, it's not, so that means you're never going to have, you know, a dream about Rachman um, Wetzlan, you know, some major earthquake in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, so let's not talk about things like that, but some major... It's a major catastrophe somewhere, and then that really happens the next day. Based on what we're saying, it shouldn't should should never happen like that. You should only have a, a symbolic dream about uh, you know uh, something that that's uh, representative of um, of of, of uh, you know major catastrophe, but never the actual event itself because it has to be transferred, translated. It has to be transmitted. It should come out that you can't have a dream about the events up, but and, and we, we would we would object that you know many of us, some of us, all of us, none of us have had dreams in the past about events that actually happened. Anyone ever, ever had a dream? Yes. About something that actually ended up happening. Mm -hmm. It's presumably happened to some of us over here. It's happened to Stanley. We've had dreams like that, right? Maybe some of us. But it, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It wasn't like exactly immediate. It wasn't immediate. Okay, that's okay. That's alright. Maybe it's like broken right. telephone. You, you, you no, the future is still the future, even if it's not immediate. That's what we say. It's a bad dream. I look the window. They got lucky. Go the first one <laughs> Okay. So, sometimes, so what the Ramchal just said is that some, he just mentioned this, this is what we just read. Sometimes the Rebbeinu will guide the transmission process and will guide the translation process and allow your mind, the, the lower part of the upper Nishama, to get a, a um, or an accurate, not a symbolic read of, of that actual event that's going to happen. So sometimes Hashem guides it. Hashem wants to sometimes reveal the dream to you for whatever the Cheshbonis are in Shemaim. Normally it's going to be symbolic, and the reason it's symbolic is because, again, it's, it's, being, it's being transferred so many different times. 
Um, and uh, that's why that's why dreams are subject to interpretation, as the Gemara tells us. But sometimes, occasionally, Hashem wants you to get the you know the the uh, actual glimpse of events yet to come, and Hashem will guide the the transmission step by step by step to make sure that it comes down here the way uh, it was actually presented up there. Okay, so that it can be sometimes a, a divine intervention. Yes. So with, in that case, when Hashem wants you guides it. Wouldn't the nefesh still have to interpret it because that's what it's prone to do? Well, that's why Hashem will step in and guide it. It's divine intervention. So uh, Hashem will guide the nefesh as well. And yeah, all the way down to the bottom. All the way so down to the bottom. It, so does, does that mean that that kind of takes away from the free as, free free will aspect of how Well, to Hashem knows the right balance. Hashem knows how to do this in a way that it won't, uh, you know, if you, every single time, every single dream you had was, was like this, then it wouldn't. We'll take away from that. The Ramchal said Hashem once in a while will will decide that it would, it's appropriate to do this. So again, Hashem knows how to yeah make that call. Valdavar said Neymar, referring to the whole concept of dreams. The pasuk says, In dreams and visions of night, that's when the ears of man are are um, are um, that's when it's revealed to the ears of man. Um, events of the future. So that summarizes basically what dreams are, what dreams can be. Nimtza, says the Ramchal, here's the summary. We want to summarize what dreams are all about to wrap up the paragraph and wrap up this perek. There are visualizations in the imaginative part of the cortex of the brain. It can either be coming from the brain itself, that means images of the brain saw during the day, um, steam and vapors coming up to the brain, or based on Im- uh, impulses and information that the neshama is sending down to the brain based on what the neshama is seeing up there. When the neshama is gathering information, sending it down to the lower part of the neshama to the brain, it's based on information that the neshama itself is gathering and exposed to. The neshama sends it down through all the links of the neshama of the soul down to the imagination. If this spiritual agent that the neshama encounters is one of the holy agents up there, the holy servants of God, then the matter that's being sent down, the information is accurate, is, is correct, and is true. But if it's from the agents, the spiritual agents that are coming from the realm of Tuma, of darkness, the dark side, if they're coming from the dark side, yeah, the information that's going to be sent down is always going to be false and accurate because it's coming from the realm of mischief makers. Chazal make this distinction and they talk about accurate dreams. That's coming from a malach. Inaccurate dreams, false dreams, although they could be very vivid and very unsettling and very disturbing, that could be coming from demons. That could be coming from a shade. And it could just be messing around with you. And then you don't have to look at the window. You just tell yourself, no, 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 this is from one. a demon. Just try one. Demon dreams. I had even today, in the morning. I woke up, I had a dream. When I have dreams, I wake up with a headache. <coughs> uh, and I go through this dream, and then I look on the window. Later on, I forget what happened. Now, I, I, I don't even know. So how do you remember you had it? Okay, let, let, let's go. Because I was sitting and I go through this dream. All right, all right. I was awake. Okay. No, it's not funny. I want you to try something. I'm having an experiment. Next time you have a dream that you want to forget, look at the clock. The clock will also make you forget, forget the dream. Try looking at the clock next time. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Look at the clock. I have a clock. Got a phone. What do you have in your room? You have a clock. You have a clock? Look at the phone. A clock. 
clock they have when you have my stand. But you can't see it from your bed. you got to get yes, up. No. Look at the clock. I guarantee right. you the clock will also make you forget the dream. Okay. Okay. Let's go on. Uvekulam yeish taruvah shalatziurim hanefsadim shaladimin atzmai. In any, any dream, every single dream that you have, every single dream, even if when it, it, even it's being sent down from the spirit world, even as when, it is, when it's being sent down through the pure angels, the good angels, there's always going to be a, 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 a um, taint to the dream. There's always going to be a, an element that gets mixed into the dream, which is, which, is, which is coming from outside of the Malach. Always. Every dream is going to come with a certain degree, always, of of uh, chaff, the Gemara calls it, of interference. Um, Here it's a shield. Shield, like a barrier. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, Every dream is going to come with a certain amount of interference, of inaccurate information, even if it's coming from a malach, and even if it's being sent down directly into my mind. It's impossible for a dream to be in a state of total equilibrium where there's nothing going on from my system or from my mind. It's always going to be a little bit clouded. Um, from outside influences. That's another element, another aspect that's important to keep in mind when it comes to dreams. Um, it's impossible to have a dream, any dream, without a certain amount of, of nonsense, of nonsensical information, of uh, information that's outside of the, 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 the accuracy and the truth truths that are being sent by the Malach. Every dream is going to have a certain amount of disinformation, misinformation, um, n- nonsensical uh, bits and pieces. And again, that's up to the interpreter to be able to know how to separate one from the other. You know, what's the kishkas of the dream and what was the uh, the flotsam and jetsam of the dream. There's other types of dreams, says the Ramchal, that we're going to get to another type of dream categorically altogether. Those are the dreams of prophecy, prophetic dreams, which we haven't been talking about at all till now. We'll discuss prophetic dreams, dreams of prophecy, prophetic experiences in its own chapter, which is coming up. Not the next one, but it is yet to come. Mirzashem, where we're going to get into prophecy properly. Thank you all for joining. Have a wonderful Shabbos, Kodesh. We should have good dreams and good fulfillments of all our dreams always and um, thank you for joining